So uh, when's the last time you've been on 70? You came in real hot with the... I What? When's the last time okay. I, I was on 70? Yes, okay, so... so I'm sorry. Highway 70. Um, or interstate. It's interstate. 70. Jesus, you're... You're killing it, bud. Um, yeah, so... Like today or yesterday? But, like, from Hagerstown or from, like, going back to Baltimore. Anyway, there's... If you're on Interstate 70 and you're on your way to Baltimore, there is a giant billboard for Kimberly Clayson. Yeah, her, her like field office is across the street from my job. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You should go, you should walk in on in there and like kind of see what's going on in there. I have absolutely no interest in, in going <laughs> over there. Well, see how empty it is. Um, but I was like, I was confused. So it's, it's 70, it's on the way to Baltimore, but it's really close to Frederick so it's obviously not her uh the guy who because it's not even like um it's like a like someone's backyard and they have a crane and they like you know they have like a makeshift billboard and it's like big um and usually it has something like Trump got elected get over it blah 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 that kind of thing you know but now it's just a big thing for Kimberly Kimberly Clasic and he's not in her district so I'm kind of confused on why it's there. And someone had pointed out to me that it's probably because there's a lot of traffic on the way to Baltimore. So it's like just there to like get people's attention while they're going to Baltimore. Yeah. Potential voters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's been funny being in the city because like the only signs I have seen in the city up until maybe the end of last week were like presidential shit mm-hmm. and then Franca stuff like by and See? large that's the only thing and then starting like last Friday and then especially all this week every single fucking like empty lot empty building like has just a million fucking signs on it like, awesome. There's just like a million Kimberly Clasic signs and Mafume signs oh, wow. and fucking no, like literally everybody's just been like, it's it's just been really funny because everyone's like cramming in like the early voting week and then that last week before the you know election day they're all trying to like claim their territory and it's just funny as shit because Franca's already been out here for like a month, just like yeah, really taking over her district and like there's just. Like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, in Franca's district, like, there's at least one sign, like, on a porch, like, per block. Like, That's crazy. Like, I can't, I can't tell you, like, any block where, like, I haven't seen just, like, that blue and, and pink sign or whatever. And it's crazy because, like, I've started to see more and more and more signs for, like, everyone else who's running in, like, whoever's district would be here, like be it the con the congressional stuff or like the mayoral stuff or like whatever and like dude it's crazy because there's just like obviously so many abandoned like buildings and like not used billboards and like you know whatever and all of them are just being like plastered with political signs and like i don't remember in any other election period like if that if that if that's happened yeah just know. like fucking bombed out row homes that didn't have like vote for blah 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 on it which apparently mm-hmm. you're like not allowed to do Oh, no, you're not allowed to do that. But, but it's just it's so Baltimore, funny because you know? everybody is doing it except for except for Franca. 
And I like, yeah. There's well, it like some like dude. She doesn't need to. She does not need to. There's there one of the, the Republican who's running against her is like nailing his signs to trees and shit. And it's just yeah. like, dude, this is like, you waited also, until a week before and you're just nailing your shit to like random trees, like in the neighborhood. What the fuck's going on? I think it's good that Franca isn't doing the whole putting her signs on like old dilapidated buildings because that's honestly not a good look, right? It really is not a good look you at all. It's a really you weird. Want your, you don't want your political sign on like a dilapidated house being like, unless unless the idea is being like, I'm going to fix this. But, uh, you know, that's honestly not what it is. It looks more like a, I'm taking advantage of this, you know this area it just looks like, like you're, you're you're trying to claim some free real estate because you can't get anyone who actually lives in like a building to fly your fucking flag you know yeah so i'm very excited to hear that but um i have i went to visit my sister yesterday and a family friend came to visit who lives in franca's district and i was like hey do you know about franca like you should listen to our interview with her uh, and he was like, who's that? And I like showed him like what her sign would look like. I'm like, you know, apparently she has a lot of signs and he never heard of her. So that worried me a little bit, you know, cause I haven't really been in the city, so I haven't really seen anything. So that worried me, but you're saying that at least in the city, there's a lot of Franca stuff. So that- At that this point, if you don't know who she is, you're actively trying to not be engaged in politics. Okay. Like oh, I- You know what, he, he, might, he might be just outside the city lines. Okay, sorry. What the fuck are you talking? How? What the fuck are you talking about? He's in her district. Oh wait, he might be outside of city lines. Well, because I'm getting it confused with District Twelve. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm getting it confused with the entire like her being city council doesn't have, is you know the person the people that are on in District Twelve that are on the outside hourglass part are probably not going to hear about Franca, you know, because they're not, you know what I mean? There's like different districts for each, right? What? What are you talking about? There's city council districts and then there's like congressional districts and shit. Right. I'm thinking of the congressional district. He's in uh, the congressional district 12, but I think he's a little, I think he's not technically. I don't even know where 12 is because the Mufume's in Klasik district is 7 and that's like you know the city the county and howard county i meant whatever um oh so oh so you're surprised at someone who i'm what the fuck what i'm thinking of amber ivy's congressional district okay and i when i'm i was i got the congressional district mixed with the city district okay it's actually an easy mix-up, motherfucker. All right. It's really. For, for a second there, I was like, Franca is running for House of Representatives, and that would be awesome. She should be. That'd be cool. But yeah, I'm just like blanking on the the shape of the fucking district. It's actually a very easy mix-up. All right. It's really not an easy mix-up to do a congressional district in a city council. It. Oh. We are not even 10 minutes in and I already have a migraine. <laughs> Man, shut the fuck up. 
God damn Look, it. nobody listening even knows what the fucking thing, like, shape of anything looks like. Well, it doesn't so. matter because of redlining and gerrymandering, but the fact that you confused a congressional candidate with a city council candidate, and I'm sure you got all worked up, too, and you're like, oh, wait, you haven't heard of this person? Like, who the fuck are you talking about? Why would someone who doesn't live in this very small pocket of the city know anyone else who's running for city council? Like, what the fuck, Jordan? Oh, I mean, he lives like right. I mean, he might be in the in the city thing, but he might not. So either way, he hasn't seen or heard of her signs or whatever. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sure someone who doesn't live in downtown hasn't seen her signs. I don't know what the fuck. You're... Anyway, let's start the show. By saying where the Bolsheviks. Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's gonna put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm gonna be. You know. I'm gonna. I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. Oh, never gonna have sex again. All right, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. God we're damn done. it, Jordan. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is what happens when you on the beginning episode, asshole. This is what fucking happens. Um, yeah, so. Um, so I guess, I mean, we've been, you know, last time we covered the debate, and we've been kind of out of it for a while, and some things have happened, right? It's first off, you know, a little bit of old news, but the whole Trump 60 Minutes interview, you know, have you watched... Have you watched it in, in its entirety or just the highlights? It was a shit show, man. I honestly have not really looked at it at all, if I'm being honest, it's, because it doesn't seem like it was that interesting aside from, like, Trump was a baby bitch. Yes. and that, Yeah, that's the takeaway to take from it. But um, also, I, it, it was it was also just, like, kind of like Leslie Stahl. She was, looks like this, like, just sweet old lady. Like, she looks like you're, like homey homely grandma oh yes your homey grandma she looks like the grandma that you smoke blunts with your homey grandma yeah and he's just like fucking yelling at her about like i mean it's insane to think that this motherfucker who's supposed to like make fucking the art of the deal with like other uh with leaders of other countries um can't fucking handle just getting a little bit scolded by this little old lady in a 60 minutes interview. Like it's, it's very sad, honestly. I mean, and, and she basically was just kind of the, 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 the question that he got all butthurt about is just basically like, what is your healthcare plan? And he was like, Oh, you're asking me tough questions. Oh, and, uh, uh, you don't, you don't ask Biden tough questions. And she's like, I didn't interview Biden. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I read something. Yeah, like I read those like excerpts like in passing, and I don't Mm -hmm. like. I get that it's a big deal because it just shows him being like a fucking toddler, but also like, hi, what's up? It's Donald Trump. He's been a toddler forever. Yes, it's not a big deal, but it's it's fun and it's funny. Like it's it's fun to see him like like just freaking out. Like in this su- such a stupid way. And I'm like, kind of burnt out. He- I'm kind of like burnt out by his like temper tantrums. If I'm being honest, like 
we should note them and be like, hey, here's another example of him being terrible. I don't understand how you can support him, let alone like be mm-hmm. a member of his cult. Like I can understand like the reactionary I'm voting for him because fuck Biden. Like I that makes at least a little bit of sense. But like this yeah. whole like MAGA Messiah thing, I just I don't get I'm never going to get, get it. it. And like so like that the only thing that like really happens is it's like he has these fucking meltdowns. You know, and he acts like a fucking bitch, and it's just like, yeah, okay, th- literally throw it on the pile. Like, you know, add that tally to the fucking wall of, like, another time he embarrassed himself, but nothing For is sure. going to happen because this is just who he is. That's why his debate was so popular. Like, his performance was so popular amongst his, like, not his constituents, but his, like, base, because he mm-hmm. wasn't being a fucking... The bar is so low since he didn't right. throw... Even th- me. Even even I was uh, illuminated by it, you know, just him like not fucking crying about anything. No, exactly. Like he and, literally like didn't take the poop out of his diaper and throw it on the stage. And because of that, people are like, dude, he is a world class leader. It's like, no, well, he, I wouldn't have said that. But he's I did, acting I, I like thought, an adult. I imagine him as winning that debate because of how how conditioned I am to to see this motherfucker just freak out all the time and make himself look like such an idiot that when he like can, you know, still spout lies, but in like a more, uh, professional way, uh, makes me think that he won a debate, you know? I mean, that's like a pretty intense, like psychological feature of like the Trump campaign. If you really want to like dive deep into that, like it really, that is such a funny sound that just came through while you dropped your jewel or whatever. It just sounded like a poop hit the floor. But like, I'm sure it looked like it too. But, but no, like ser- in all seriousness, like it is very like interesting that he he consistently performs at such a low level and like puts in no effort that like when he does anything, like people are like, dude, look at the market improvement, and it's like, no, he's like, what the fuck? It's literally like. I did the same thing in fucking high school where I just like was stoned all day and did not fucking try at all because then like the days that I did try, I knew people would be like, yo, you're doing great, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's just setting the bar low so people get used to him fucking up and they won't care. And then if he does something remotely good, they're like, yo, you're a fucking genius, bro. Like this is so much better than you did before. It's a strategy. It's definitely a strategy that they're trying to use. One more thing about the interview real quick is that when he was like, I think we got enough. And he was basically like turned to Hope Hicks and he literally goes, Hope, I think we're done here. Don't you think? I think we got enough. Do you think, you know, he just, it was like, he was like talking to like his babysitter. I thought that other girl was there too. Kaylee, whatever the, like his, uh, not the press secretary. Yeah, the press secretary. Yes. Yeah, Mac- she was there too. McNamee but- or whatever. Because didn't she then come back with like the health care plan? And it was like this, giant book. this huge tome of his executive orders. Mm-hmm. I think that yes. that's such a funny power move. That is just. You can see Leslie Stahl literally like she can't even fucking pick this thing up. You know. But that's it's just like good. such a funny power play. To be like, oh, you want the healthcare plan? Here it is. And it's something that's like a foot and a half thick. And then it's just filled with nothing. Like, it's just fucking garbage. Like, it's not what they fucking asked for. Like, that's just such a weird thing. It to- is weird. They they fiddled through it. And like you said, it's just a bunch of executive orders. And, like, there's really no plan inside there, you know? 
And she was literally just being like, what, what in your imaginary health care plan is there to, to make sure that, um, that you're going to make sure that pre-existing conditions is covered under every single health plan, you know, how are you going to protect people with pre-existing conditions? And, you know, and then he threw that temper tantrum, but no, he specifically said hope when he was like crying about, please let this be over. Yeah. I mean, Um, I, I didn't, I, it doesn't sound interesting enough for me to like really watch if I'm being honest, like, yeah, it kind of sucks that that was like a big thing of this like past weekend. Cause it sounds really fucking boring. And then there's uh just happened yesterday, uh the Omaha rally. Ooh, that, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so there was a huge rally and I guess it was happening pretty late. Um and then at the end of it, Trump leaves on like Air Force One or whatever and he just leaves all those people behind, but they need to get buses to get out of the rally, but the buses couldn't get there. And then the temperatures dropped to below freezing. And then apparently seven people had to be taken in the hospital and they just had to wait hours for these buses to come in and take them out of there. So this is from NBC News. Hundreds of President Donald Trump's supporters were left in the freezing cold for hours after a rally at an airfield in Omaha, Nebraska on Tuesday night, with some walking around three miles to waiting buses and others being taken away in ambulances. Seven people were taken to hospitals suffering from a variety of conditions, and a total of 30 were contacted for medical reasons, the Omaha Police Department said in a statement. The Omaha Airport Authority had a slightly different figure for the number taken to hospitals. It said six were throughout the duration of the event, and added that it could not confirm that the people were taken to hospitals because of the cold. Oh my god. i literally forgotten about that's such a good analogy to um, Trump <laughs> and his supporters who miraculously still support him, even though he's literally done nothing but given them maybe six hundred dollars in tax tax money at the end of the year. So, you know, Joe Biden, Joe Biden had a pretty good burn on Let's this situation. It. Just look at what or he said this today. Just look what happened last night in Omaha. After the Trump rally ended, hundreds of people, including older Americans and children, were stranded in sub-zero freezing temperatures. It wasn't sub-zero freezing temperatures, Joe. For hours, Biden told reporters during a brief speech in Wilmington, Delaware, several folks ended up in the hospital. It's an image that captured President Trump's whole approach to the crisis. He makes a lot of big pronouncements, but they don't hold up. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. However, did you hear, did you hear him talk of? Well, I guess lack thereof talk about um, Amy Comey Barrett uh, when he was like he was like asked about her and then he like kind of was like fumbling to like start a sentence. Yeah, it (laughs) for a long time. It was and then just like never said anything. Yeah, it what was he? Well, the thing about well, you know what you got to do. The thing you got to remember is well, look at it this way. You know the thing you got to know. But you know what I'm saying? It's like that one time. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. It and was, then it, I think she was already like confirmed or something. He was like, I think they're what well, I think they're confirming or what tomorrow. Just like kind of like really um, uh, trying to lengthen the time he has to really think up something to say in his head, which honestly reminds me of myself a lot of the times. I mean, 
what he was doing is pretty much what I like to do on a daily. Yeah, basis. he had D brain for sure. Mm-hmm. It really reminded me of like playing a video game and you you talk to an NPC that has like dialogue options and then you get to the end of the dialogue options and then you can't reopen like you know that type of conversation so they just say like that repeated like text over and over again. Yes. So he's yeah. just, you know so it's like you just you click X on him and he's like, "Well, the thing is" And then you click X yeah. again. He's like, well, you know what I'm saying is. And then you click X again. He's like, well, the thing is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When you like <laughs> when you go into a skateboard shop and you're like searching for different types of wheels and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like that. 100 percent. It's just like when you're shopping. I was for thinking a skateboard. the game skate, you know, and you're like trying to pick it. And then the guy, you know, I'm just trying to throw an example of an actual fucking <laughs> Um, so Amy we... Comey Bear is approved by the Supreme Court, and then you have people like AOC, which we're adopting, expanding the court now. It's no longer stack the court, because I guess that sounds bad, you know? Yeah, that's like a whole... I fear that that's not going to happen, right? Like, when if when Biden wins, Biden and Kamala wins, they're not, they're not going to do it, are they? No, they don't have the balls to do it. I mean, it would be fucking funny if they increased the number of judges to, like, 20 or 30 just to prove that the fucking Supreme Court doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be really funny. Like, if they want to do this whole thing where they, like, add two seats or, like, add three seats, like, whatever. Like, I don't care. That's, like, it's not going to change the fundamental structure of the Supreme Court. But if they, like, double or triple the number then it will just, like... I think that that would be cool because then it will no longer be this, like, hyper-bipartisan thing where it's, you know, five to four. Like, then you could theoretically have more chance of, like, not already knowing the outcome of any decision based on partisan lines when it gets to the Supreme Court. Right. To an Um, extent, obviously. I mean, who knows? Well, I think the the, the major important... The the important thing to do if you're going to do this is one you you shouldn't even like make a law what you should do is pass an amendment to what the supreme court number is going to be from now on so you could say you could pass uh, an amendment to the constitution that says there are 12 supreme court justices there you go so now you have to add that and that makes it difficult for anyone to come in and change the number again, because, you know, what this could effectively do is that whatever the next president is, he'll just change the number again and then, you know, and keep doing that. And then you have this weird thing happening every fucking time a new president comes in. Also, term limits is important. And then after that, I think you solve the problem. But, yeah, we have to expand the court. 100 um, percent. Speaking of her in the court. Like, you know that now we have three justices on the Supreme Court that helped George Bush during the Bush-Gore shit, right? Yes. Yeah. The um, uh, Bush v. Gore decision thing. That yes. didn't end, actually happen because Gore, uh, didn't he, like, sus- he um, accepted... The results before they even came to a decision. Well, the court ruled that they couldn't do the recount and they had to stop counting. That was the whole. That was the whole Brooks Brothers riot. Was that the Republicans came in and shut down the recount? Right. Um. Yeah. But so I want to like read this 
and like kind of revisit this with you just to to kind of talk about like the fact that we now have again well three people plus one person who was on the sitting on the court at the time now on the supreme court in general right so the first one is chief justice john roberts and this is from a cnn article roberts flew to florida in november 2000 to assist bush's legal team he helped prepare the lawyer who presented bush's case to the florida state supreme court and offered advice throughout Roberts also faced a singular personal challenge during a 36-day ordeal that extended from the November 7 election day to the court's late-hour December 12 ruling. Then in private practice, Roberts was preparing to argue before the justices in a separate business case on November 29th, and within days in December, the baby boy he and his wife had planned to adopt was born. After Bush became president, he nominated Roberts to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. Bush then elevated Roberts to the chief justice position in 2005 to succeed William Rehnquist. During his Senate confirmation hearing, Robert declined to reveal his view of the justice's 2000 decision, saying a disputed election could come through the court again. Obviously, the particular parameters in the case won't return to the court, he said, but it is a very recent precedent, and that type of decision is one where I thought it inappropriate to comment on whether I think they were correct or not. Now we have the second person, who is Justice okay. Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh was also in private practice in 2000 and helped the Bush legal team. He wrote on a 2018 Senate questionnaire that his work related to recounts in Volusia County, Florida. In an interview with CNN in Washington after the justices had heard oral arguments but before they ruled, Kavanaugh said the justices were concerned about the arbitrary, standardless nature of the recount process in Florida. He dismissed a question about political differences, saying, I don't think the justices care if it's Bush v. Gore or if it were Gore v. Bush. What they care about is how to interpret the Constitution and what are the enduring values that are going to stand a generation from now. After the election, Bush hired Kavanaugh to be a counsel and then staff secretary. In the West Wing, Kavanaugh met his future wife, Ashley, who was Bush's personal secretary. Bush appointed Kavanaugh to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, where Roberts had first served. In 2018, Trump elevated Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. During Kavanaugh's Senate confirmation hearings, Democratic senators referred to his involvement in the Bush v. Gore litigation, but they did not ask him about the case. They are 100% pussies. And now the final one is uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Barrett wrote on the questionnaire she submitted to the Senate for her Supreme Court confirmation review, quote, one significant case on which I provided research and briefing assistance was Bush v. Gore, end quote. She said the law firm where she was working at the time represented Bush and that she had gone down to Florida for about a week at the outset of the litigation when the dispute was in the Florida courts. She said she had not continued on the case after she returned to Washington. During her hearings this week, she told senators she could not recall specifics of her involvement. Quote, I did work on Bush v. Gore. I did work on behalf of the Republican side. To be totally honest, I can't remember exactly what pieces of the case it was. There were a number of challenges. End quote. Separately, under questioning from Democratic senators, Barrett declined to comment to recusing herself from any Trump election case. Trump has speculated that the Supreme Court could face another major lawsuit over the November presidential contest. Quote, I think this will end up at the Supreme Court, he said last month, and I think it's very important that we have nine judges. Also, it is important to, um, to note that Clarence Thomas was also on the Supreme Court in 2000. Yeah, wow. And, um, 
Yeah, and, and what's really sad is, I mean, the, 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 we're really starting to see the really radical nature of these specific uh, conservative judges when it comes to these kind of rulings. And we just saw that with Wisconsin. Wisconsin tried to... Yes, yes, yes. Let's get into that, too. Wisconsin tried to extend the the time for uh, you know ballots to come in to go past the November uh, November third election date by like what a week or something, and um, the Supreme Court and well the court said it, right the court said the the state court for Wisconsin said that they can ex- they they basically extended the, the the time for ballots coming. Then the Supreme Court struck it down, saying basically no, that that was a, a legislature deal to do. And so the reason why that's so screwed up is because the you essentially have, when it comes to like the, the state legislature, that's made up of like gerrymandered type of things. And like, um, you just, it's not, it's not really something that's fair to do when it comes to to something that isn't as important as an election because there's biases there's like specific biases there or just it doesn't really seem like it makes sense for the legislature to rule on something like that rather than the state uh court yeah i guess but regardless in his in his um because he wrote the decision or whatever and so it was a five to three ruling against, you know, that fucking shit. And in his um, in his thing, he wrote, quote, to avoid the chaos and suspicion of impro- impropriety that can ensue if thousands of absentee ballots flow in after Election Day and potentially flip the results of an election. He also said those states also want to be able to definitively announce the results of the election on election night or as soon as possible thereafter. So basically... What he's saying is anything that comes in after midnight doesn't fucking count, right? Yeah, that's what he's saying. And and it's important to note that Wisconsin was decided by, what, 75,000 votes in the last election. Um, and it's, it's it, we think that from this result that it could be over 100,000 votes that are going to be thrown out because of it 100% and 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 this is just a very blatant example of voter fraud or not voter fraud just voter suppression 100% voter suppression because he's he's trying to make it a constitutional law essentially that we have to know who the next president will be by midnight on November 3rd that has never happened before and it's fucking crazy because he's mixing up like the CNN and Fox poll projections with the actual legitimate like count. Like exactly, because we yeah. have we to the best of my knowledge, we have never had 100 percent of votes tallied by midnight on Election Day. No, we haven't. And so what he's trying to say is that now whatever we can get done by then, that's as many as we're counting and the rest are fucked. To be fair, I don't know if he's saying that. I think he's saying like ballots literally coming in off the mail truck. I don't know that he's saying ballots are already there, but you just have to finish counting them. I don't. I don't know if, if that's what he's saying. I, I think he's. I think he is saying that like if if 
the ballots are already there and postmarked and everything correctly, you can continue to count them after midnight. Uh, it's just that no new ballots can come in. Yeah, Those but that, but, but, but even with, I mean, either way, it's screwed up. Yeah, but, I'm just saying. but even if you want to say like it has to be in the building, like that is also like a a fucked up. It's a radical position. It's a it's an extremely radical, ridiculous position. Yeah, because if you combine that with the, as we both know firsthand, the rampant issues with the mailing just apparatus of the country right now. And like, I'm not confident that like things will get mailed to the election board in a timely manner. Like, I'm not going to wait until Thursday to mail my shit in to get there Tuesday. Like, honestly, I'm not either. And, And it was yesterday that they said that they recommended that ballots should be in the mail by. And I still saw ballots in my outgoing today. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't have very much hope that, that of that either. Um, it's also important to recognize that it, it's interesting that they have this this radical view of, of it because we know that even before the whole COVID stuff, we know that late ballots are like, um, you know, just ballots that come in afterwards um, are typically democratic, and the reason why that is is because you have uh, you a lot of democratic voters usually live in cities. They they tend to rent more, so they might not they might have moved very recently and might had to have gone an extra step in order to get their ballots. That kind of thing. Um, so we um, so we just know that you know late ballots usually are democratic. So. Um, and even in just a general sense. So it's not surprising that they would have this type of view. I mean, I guess it isn't surprising, but it's also like, I don't know. Do you think that they're going to try and pull a Wisconsin, like on the scale of the entire country for the presidential election? It's not out of the realm of possibility, but, um, I don't know. I, there's just no telling. Uh, I think if they if they do try to do something like this, and uh, because what what's going to be happening is while they're getting a case like this to the Supreme Court, we'll either know by then if if the ballots after they're already fully counted, if Biden has won, or they'll be in the middle of counting. And we'll start to see results coming in, probably most likely showing Biden has won. Um, and there's going to be like a like they know that that I'm sure they know that that would be an insane thing to try and say that Trump won when it's so obvious that Biden is going to win if these votes are still being counted or finished counted by then. Because with if they're finished counted and it says Biden won and then the Supreme Court says everything that was counted after this time uh, needs to be thrown out. I mean, that's just an uprising, right? Hopefully. I don't know. I mean, this country kind of sucks, doesn't really have anybody that's probably willing to do that. But I would imagine there'd be a lot of anger, a lot of uh, riots and things like that that's going to uh, erupt. Well, hopefully. honestly, um, I don't want to veer too far away from what I think will happen with the election. But to that point, the AFL-CIO, a few other labor unions, as well as like a lot of just like civil activist unions, 
mm-hmm. have already declared intention to call for a general strike if there is election tampering uh, by the Republicans in the general election. That would be awesome. So then you would have all these uh, uh, just a massive labor strike across the country mm-hmm. on in in various in all kinds of companies and all kinds of fields. Uh, so that would be amazing if that were to happen. Oh, I mean, I couldn't even imagine what would I happen. I wonder if I'd be part of that. Are you an I AFL-CIO? Mean, no, but I wonder if, well, actually my union can't strike, but the, the CCA can. So I wonder if the city carriers would. I, I imagine they would. I mean, I've seen a lot of different like organizations around the country, you know, posting flyers and, and members posting like really long speeches basically saying like, if there's election fraud, we are going to strike. Like, and I know a couple right. people who have already taken off work on that Wednesday just to be like, yo, if there's some bullshit, like I'm, I'm going to the March. You know what I mean? I did. I took off. So that's why I kind of wanted to do a thing, you know? But, um, so with the actual like election, like I, I think what's going to happen. And I've, I said this before, I don't know if this was on a public episode or a Patreon episode, but like, I definitely think that every state um, that Joe Biden wins, the Republican, you know, committee or whatever for that state will sue for a recount or they will say that, you know, it was fucked up. I definitely think that that's going to happen. And I think that it's going to go up to the Supreme Court. But also something that I think will be sort of contingent on how the night goes is, is how, you know, how quickly they're going to act. What I mean by that is like, if we have election night and Trump is winning, then what's going to happen is the Republican bodies for the various states are going to hold off on their lawsuits or they're going to wait because then what they're going to do is they're going to do the whole, hey, midnight on election night, Trump was winning and um, anything after that is invalid and it's you know voter tampering or whatever. I think that's the strategy that they're going to go with. Like if... if um, if Trump, right. if Trump is, if Trump is winning, and then later on the ballots come in that that then flips it for for Biden, which I think might be the like the reasonable outcome, like the reason, like the one that was like safe to assume is that there's going to be a lot of Trump people going to the polls, but then once we count all the votes for mail in, a lot of those are going to be Democratic, and we're going to watch things be Trump, and then slowly one by one go to Biden. And I think that that's going to really prompt a lot of people to call fuckery. But then on the flip side of that, I think that if we have on election night like a sweeping Biden victory, I think that we will Even already have one hundred percent that we will have people before midnight on election day writing the the lawsuits to to do on Wednesday. Like I yeah, I almost guarantee there will be lawsuits in multiple states, but I think just like the speed really at which they're that, submitted. You really think that um that trump would or that uh, these states have that much these uh co- these people these uh electorates in the not electorates um fuck what am i saying I the know. legislatures in uh these states have some have that much loyalty to trump i don't know if they do i don't think that it's necessarily to trump but i think it's to the party at least yeah maybe i mean i wouldn't put it past them and also i think that they would put their neck out for Trump on because they really don't have much to lose, you know? So let's say you're like the Republican caucus in fucking Maryland 
right? If we use Maryland as an example, and Biden wins Maryland or whatever, and then the Republicans in Maryland sue for you know election rigging due to mail-in ballots or whatever. They don't have anything to lose because they're already like, you know what I mean? Like the Republicans yeah. don't like they don't have anything to really lose, right? And they have everything to gain because then if Trump does end up being able to flip it in the Supreme Court, then he can look at all the states that had his back on election day, and now. Those states might be getting more money. They might be getting, honestly, they'll be getting more retweets and they'll be getting more attention online, which is the only thing he can really provide for like, you know, the people who are like the chair of the Republican committee of Maryland and shit like that. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that, that's what I think. And I, I really do think that you are going to see some of these states really, really go balls out and claim tampering because as much as we would like to believe that Trump is like this outlier in the Republican Party, as time goes on, we are seeing more and more diehard Trump people coming in. Like he has started like a new political strain and he definitely has like acolytes like of his new political cult in American politics. So even when he goes away, you will still have like MAGA revivalists in office and oh, I, for sure. And I think that they are going to try and harness that power or harness that, you know, that voting block essentially by then running by by really showing off during this election cycle so then, you know, in 2 years when their seat might be up, then they're going to run on this whole platform of I stood up to the Democrats and, you know, that Joe Biden took over and the country's, you know, in the shithole right now. But just remember, two years ago, I was the one who fought for our country and fought for for Trump. Yeah, but there's also the whole thing that, like, a lot of times if you're a one term president, you like go down. Right. Like that's kind of like a um, that's kind of saying, like, you suck. You know what I mean? Like in your shit's going to. Like, there's obviously going to be little, tiny little Trumpisms around, but it's basically saying, like, we tried your shit, and you only lasted for one term, so it's obvious, like, nobody's going to, nobody's going to want to fight for something that only lasted one term. I don't agree with that at all, because as we've seen repeatedly with the Trump administration and with his cult of personality, anything against Trump is corrupt, Right. So I, if he gets out of office, which I I do think that he will, it will not be looked at as this golly gee, fair and square, I lost, like, I guess I wasn't popular type of thing. It's going to be a kicking and screaming, they cheated, everything is rigged against me. You know, we're going to see an uptick in political, politically motivated violence at the hands of far right people because they're going to look at this as... You know, through the QAnon lens of like, you know, the democratic cabal has everything rigged and they're going to, you know, ruin the world and the communists are going to take over and this, that and the other thing. So this is you cannot look at this election through any historical lens because we've never seen this type of like cult of personality in the United States that's so adversarial to everything that is not in lockstep with with the leader. Like we've we've never seen yeah. this this type of political coalition before. I guess you're right. This would be a new, um, a new experiment to look upon. I mean, it's not even an experiment. Happen. It's going to just straight up be like a, a strange new chapter in American politics. Like, yeah, 
Trump's not going to go away in American history. He's going to be one of the most famous American presidents because of his absolutely insane presidency. And just the fact that he has so much, like, just batshit crazy intense support. Like, these MAGA people aren't just going to lie down when he loses, you know? These are the same people, like, if you beat them in a video game, they're going to say that you cheated. Or the controller's broken. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to come up with any reason they can to justify how this isn't a fair and squared thing, even though they're, you know, the, the, the political candidates who are also, like, in their same camp are people like Kavanaugh, who are advocating for voter suppression, which is fucking cheating, you know? There's, like, this yeah. wonderful double standard that, that exists and will continue to exist, like, in that yeah. arena. And it really doesn't help that our, that the Democrats are just pussies. <laughs> no, it really you know, doesn't help. But they the- really don't, you know, it really shows that it's honestly because it's most likely the reason why it looks like they're so weak is just because they don't really show anything that they want to really fight for that's extremely progressive. They kind of are just like Republican light. So it's not like they, they have too much to lose if they are losing i mean they're not they're not anything to write home about themselves so they don't really care i'm sure they just don't really care too much they just have to like pretend to put up a fight you know yeah i also know that it's now now it's weed time and now it's jewel time i really hate that you're you're not even going to do your tim the jewel man taylor thing that was honestly the funniest thing you've ever said in your entire life too bad it was a Patreon thing. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, you do it better. That sounded like a fucking cartoon. Let me try it one more time. Ooh. That wasn't good either. Yeah. Uh, is yeah, more accurate to the... Because it came from a man there. <laughs> it came from a man. You got your sweet ass. Ugh. Um, so I have right down some interesting findings from like, from states, right? I kind of went through like different polls and things recently, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of interesting. So I kind of want to go through them with you and, um, see what your take is. Uh, sometimes I'm going to have a couple different numbers and that just means like, I looked at a couple different polls and like, this is what one poll said, another poll said, and another poll said. So if I say a couple different numbers, that's what's going on. Okay. Well, this one, this one surprised me. Arizona has um, Biden up by four. So that was just one poll that I saw. Biden up by four. Okay, with that, I don't... I, I have heard people uh, talk about, like, the polling numbers in some states and how they're crazy. I'm going to be honest off the top. I really couldn't tell you, like, what, like, the norm is, like, in terms of red state, blue state, or anything, but, like, maybe... Four states, including Maryland. If I'm being completely honest, what do you mean? Like, if you were to tell me like Mississippi's like a Biden's up by four, and like if that's like a big deal, you would have to explain that to me because I really oh, okay. don't know that stuff. Like that's what say, I'm saying. Like obviously okay. like Texas, California, Maryland, New York, you know. But like, and then there's like the swing states. But aside from that, like if you were to be like in Florida, but if you were to be like, oh, you know, like 
uh, fucking Biden is up by three points in Oklahoma. Like, I don't know if that's a big deal or not. Okay, so Arizona, for example, I mean, that's that's a place where, you know, Joe Arpiro is from. And Oh, God, um, but like... God, and, he uh, is and, a and, huge piece I mean, of shit. He he will is... get a special place at the front of the line at my wall. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. He no. can he can button line anytime he wants, baby. <laughs> um, you know, and it's the home of John John McCain. I don't think um I don't think a Democrat has won there for many many years. I think uh, the <laughs> it would have been embarrassing for McCain, but I think the closest we've seen that happen was uh when mccain was running against obama and obama was like one point away from winning arizona which would have been very embarrassing for john mccain um but yeah arizona's a pretty solidly uh reliable republican state um and so arizona we see biden up by four we also see that the democrat running for senate there is ahead as well i think that might be the um might be the astronaut guy, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, That's the guy who's the husband of the woman who got shot, right? Yeah, that you say you don't care. About. I, I mean, I don't care, but like that's still tight. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's tight um, that he is an astronaut. I don't care that his wife. Also, what's got interesting shot. is like, you know, historically or in recent history, the 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 four corners there of you know, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona had been red states. But now it's kind of interesting to see New Mexico is almost solidly blue now. Um, Colorado used to be a, like, purplish red. Now it's, like, pretty solidly blue. Um, and uh, Utah is, is still red. But it's a different type of republicanism you have in Utah where, you know, you had John Hunt, someone like John Huntsman, who served in the Obama administration, a Republican. Um, but uh, it's it's just different, you know. Uh, they're not they're not the same. John Huntsman is very moderate. I mean, um, I'll still maintain the most pleasant people I've ever met, like by and large as a population, were the residents of Salt Lake City. Yeah. That was okay. the most pleasant, like, civil like atmosphere i've ever been in it's funny i just met a girl who uh said that she went to salt lake city and she thought it was the worst place in the world so i was like i thought of what you said about salt lake city and i was like this girl must be insane yeah do not date her because she is a liar with poor judgment It's not someone I would, it's not a dating prospect person. Yeah, she, she shouldn't be a dating prospect because she's a liar <laughs> because Salt Lake City rocks. I'm just saying, you made it seem like I I, I brought her up as a dating prospect. I'm not. Uh, I just, just someone I was talking to and she was about Salt Lake City for some reason. And she was like, Salt Lake City's awful. I hate the people there. Like, so, and then I, no, yeah. girl, you're awful. <laughs> um, Okay, so this one, very interesting. Georgia, Biden up by five, mm-hmm. Biden up by four, and Biden up by two. Okay. Okay. Okay, so... And so when also, these polls, when I'm going, when I, the numbers I mentioned later are going back in date. So the five was today, four was yesterday, and two was two days ago. So, okay, so he's gaining momentum in, in Georgia if we're going to run by these polls. 
Yeah. I mean, I, again, like, I don't really know the history of, of, of Georgia shit, but like. <laughs> I don't think a Democrat has won Georgia in a long time. I'm there. Well, I mean, if, if I, again, like, I'm completely ignorant of this stuff, but I'm not super surprised because there is still a major city in Georgia. There's at least one major city. There's also College Town right. in Georgia. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure it's that a Democrat hasn't run Georgia since before the Civil Rights Act of 1963. So, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, if he does win, that'd be pretty awesome. Apparently, the um, apparently the Republican senator there is not safe either. So, like from like like from these from fucking Florida. hands. Oh, from the voter, like from being <laughs> voted out, not like getting his ass whooped. Yeah, <laughs> although he probably deserves it. Okay, so Florida, we have Biden up by three, Biden up by one, Trump up by two. That would be, okay, okay, that would be really funny, because imagine if he moved to Florida because he thought they would like him more there, and then he lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that would... Who who moved? Trump. Trump's legal address is now in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not a New York resident anymore. He does mail-in voting from fucking Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is the uh, funniest part about his mail-in voting fraud fucking... I mean, doesn't he have, what, how does it work if you have houses all over the place? Primary residence. It's easy. You just... Okay. Yeah. But his primary residence is in Florida. He is a registered Florida voter. But it... That, oh, and then he loses that. Dude, so it would be... That would literally be like if you fucking switched high schools because you pooped your pants on the bus... And then you get to your new, you get to your new high school, and then people are like, "Aren't you that guy that shit your pants on the bus?" And then they, you're not popular at that school either. It would, yeah. be, it would be like if the movie The New Guy just didn't work. <laughs> to be fair, okay, so Robbie's, uh, he is kind of doing a, a throwback to a different episode where I go over the traumatizing story. Of me shitting my pants in sixth grade and having to switch schools. Uh, to, I guess, you didn't have to bring it up. and You could have just let it slide. Well, I'm bringing it up because switching schools in my situation had worked. Okay? Nobody knew about it. and But imagine I, if it didn't work. Imagine how defeated you would have been if it just <laughs> didn't work. Oh, my God. That would have been awful. But it did work. Anyway... So this one's interesting. Ohio, Trump up by four. And then um, as you go back, Trump was up by like 14 in one a couple days ago. So his lead, Ohio- his lead is diminishing, but he's still on top. Oh, yeah. Isn't, and- isn't Ohio one of the places where Bloomberg is funneling a lot of his cash right now? That's like one it, of the three states is. where he's just like dumping cash in. It is, and it's also the swing state that uh, Hillary got buried in and destroyed in. She Ooh, got, was like, this one of the places where she didn't even fucking campaign? Yes, yeah. And she just got, yeah, annihilated. Um, because Ohio is traditionally kind of more of a safe blue. Um, is it really? I mean, like, it, it, it had gone I... to Obama twice. Um you know, to be fair, Florida went to Obama twice, um, and Hillary lost both Florida and Ohio. So, 
I mean, I, I don't know. I think Ohio is... Uh, the only thing I really think about Ohio is that it's a college town state. If I'm being completely fucking honest, like yeah. there are the, the the two cities which don't you know they're very Baltimore asking the fact they don't have that large of a population, but like that's such a pl- I think Ohio is a really good example of like county by county will be you know Republican or Democrat like fiercely. Right. Like, yeah. if you, like, are in Oberlin, it is going to be, like, fiercely liberal, and then when you get 10 miles out of Oberlin, it's going to be fiercely conservative. Right. No, I agree. And it is a weird state. Um, but it's just, I just wanted to note that, because H- Hillary had lost in the other swing states by a very little margin, mm-hmm. but Ohio is one of the ones where... She, she got just, her ass whooped. Yeah, well, if you said that he went from 14 to 4, mm-hmm. that, yeah. is, I mean... So far, the trend I'm seeing is Trump is doing bad and Biden's doing good. Right. Unless you're going to now tell me about some state where Trump's like rising drastically in the polls. <laughs> no, it's, uh, he doesn't look good in any of these. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. Um, so Wisconsin, the one with the, the thing going on that we just talked about. With the, the mail-in voting fuckery. Biden up by four. Biden up by five. And then there was another poll a while back. Uh, by a while back, I mean just like a couple days ago, where Biden was up by 14. So his his lead is diminishing. Right, but no, yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, you're right. Well, okay, I don't know much about Wisconsin, but every time I hear about them in like a political sense, it is always about the Republican leadership of Wisconsin just doing terrible things to its constituents. Yes. And it re- oh, yeah, yeah. And it's I about, don't like, understand. bargaining rights away from fucking unions and all kinds of weird shit like that. And, and it's weird that they would try to do that in such a labor-oriented state. Yeah, I, I really don't understand, like, the power that the Wisconsin, like, Republicans have to be able to do all this stuff because it's, you know, like Wisconsin on the books would seem to be like the most blue collar state we have. It's literally just a fucking sausage pretzel and beer state. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all, it's actually, it's a very ugly state. There's nothing nice there. I, except Milwaukee. I really like Milwaukee, but everyone I know who lives, who, who like lived, (laughs) everyone I know who lived in, in Wisconsin was, pretty much across the board like oh yeah this is the worst place to live like it's yeah. i think it is like statistically like one of the worst states to be a black person in just in terms oh, of really yeah i've i've heard that and like you know some pretty reputable places also like just people i know who are from that area but i've definitely read that places where it's like if you look at just like income equality and like the base like redlining and gerrymandering and like just all that shit, like general opportunities for black people in the state of Wisconsin, like it is like fucking bleak. I, w- I would think that Maryland would be one of the worst because Maryland is such a shitty, like, I mean, it's a great state. In no, we have industry. We have industries and we have sectors yeah, here. What that I mean aren't, is, like, yeah. we're such a we're such a liberal state, meaning nothing except that we that it goes blue every election. Other than that. I mean, we have no 
benefits. We're taxed out of oblivion for, for nothing because we get no good programs or anything. And, you know, it's just kind of a weird, it's but just a none weird of that state. stuff. But none of that stuff would indicate that black people's lives would be terrible. It just means that all of our lives are terrible. I'm saying specifically, like, for black people in West, like, for what in Wisconsin, like the life of a black person is markedly worse than most other states, from what I've read about that, right. about okay. that situation. Interesting. Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, yes. Fr- the, the fracking state or whatever, yeah. the one where everyone apparently has a strong opinion about fracking. Mm-hmm. Biden up by six, Biden up by eight, Biden up by five. Okay, so he's kind of staying consistent. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he is up because of Philly and the Philly suburbs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Obama was just in Philly and Obama's finally starting to show some fire against Trump. Remember it was like, what, just a year ago, Obama was too much of a fucking coward to even say Trump's name when he's bad mouthing him, you know? Obama only Obama only gets spicy on the campaign trail like within a week. This is the only yeah. time he's ever going to like, you know, say something interesting. Right, but he should have been doing this I guess for a while now, but no, he's saving it all like he really went uh, you know, kind of had some sick burns against Trump. Um basically talking about his 60 minute interview and how, you know, Treat, treating Leslie Stahl as if she's a bully is just so such a dumb thing. I don't know. It it was interesting to hear. I know that um, Melania Trump and someone else were like campaigning in Lancaster today. And I saw some pictures and it just looked really, really weird because it's just, you know, normal the normal ass like working class kind of poor rural people of Lancaster. And mm-hmm. then just like Melania Trump like decked out in her like yeah. First lady gear. For sure. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Devil wears Prada meets the fucking green. Well, it's it's like the picture of Hillary Clinton walking into that apartment and freaking out. You know what I mean? Like that very famous uh-huh. picture of her. Like that's sort yeah. of what I feel like happens every single time Melania Trump has to hang out with someone whose like yearly salary is under a hundred and seventy five thousand. Mm-hmm. Like she's just expecting everyone to like bring her water and coffee and shit. One hundred seventy-five thousand—that's a lot. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You should have said like eighty thousand. Um, Maine. Biden's up by thirteen. Biden's up by fourteen. That's a really weird one because Maine is pretty purple. A lot of times it goes Republican. That's and Suzanne Collins, up, right? Yeah. To be up by 13 and 14 is pretty insane. And I even made a note here. Also, the polls have Collins being defeated by Sarah Gideon by three points. I mean, I hope that the margin of error on that poll is zero. I would love it if Susan Collins got the fuck out. It would be amazing. It would let people know who are on the sidelines, people like Lisa Murkowski um, and other moderates. Uh, know that they have to fucking pick a side now. Like, you can't just, like, like this whole idea of being someone who's, like, every time there's a vote on the Supreme Court or for, uh, every every time there's some, like, contentious issue that you being, like, 
we'll see. We'll see how I vote. I don't know. I'm going to take a look at everything and I'm going to make my decision on that day. And, you know, I, I'm very moderate. Like those type of people are fucking out. No, their days have been numbered for a while, and I really don't understand how anyone can expect to have any sort of, like, lasting political career if they're going to be a fence-sitter. Granted, I can understand these fucking dinosaurs who are in there who just will never get primaried, not giving a shit anymore, and so they're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to sit quietly in the back and then just, like, vote along party lines, but, like, you know, disavow Trump by just saying, like, no thanks when he says his wild shit. But, like, yeah, if you want to have, like, a lasting career in politics moving forward, you can no longer be wishy-washy. Like, you you have to go full hog or no hog with, with Trump. Yes, especially if you're, like, a moderate Democrat, because, let's be honest, ne- if Biden wins these next midterms, your ass is on the chopping block. No, you're out. You're completely out. You're gonna get destroyed. Every either uh, by a Republican or uh, an extra or a progressive. fucking progressive. And yeah. I, I really like you know the whole like idea of like you know forcing Biden left is horseshit. We all know that that's that is honestly not going to happen. It's definitely not gonna happen. That no. being said, I think that a Biden presidency will by just by law of average, I think that it will force the party left if they listen to the electorate in the sense that every single moderate Democrat will get fucking primaried. I think that we're really seeing that grassroot energy building. Unfortunately, it's building in the direction of the Democrats because third partyism just isn't a thing here. And it sucks that you have to basically choose one of those two parties in order to get fucking funding. Uh, you know, but that being said, I think that the only pulling or dragging left will happen because every single pussy Democrat will get fucking primaried. I don't think um, the party will be pulled left. What I think is going to happen is that you're going to what's going to happen is like if Biden gets elected, the uh, we're going to have time to breathe while actual like fucking leftist or progressive candidates can really uh, start, you know, gathering themselves to really do some damage in the midterms. Um, And it's not going to be seen as uh, it's not even going to, it's going to be seen as a kind of like an invasion, you know, a good one. Uh, Yeah. Like a takeover being like, you know, Biden was fine to like kind of, put a bandaid on for a second, but no, we, it's just giving us breathing room to really tackle on the issues that the young people care about, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, what I think is going to happen by this whole, like pulling the Democrats left thing, what I would imagine will happen if we get a Biden presidency is that that will motivate, like the, the protesting and shit isn't going to stop. Like Biden isn't going to fix the country. Let's be very, very honest about Not that. Not at all. You yeah, know, not at all. It's just that the downward spiral will be a little bit slower. Now, the, time to breathe. You just have a second well, to breathe. Exactly. Now, I think that that will motivate a lot of younger people to start to run. You know, especially if we get a lot of these rookies in. Like, if we get a Frank, people like Franca, because I'm sure there's other like Franca s people all around the country. You get more people like her in to motivate young people 
You know, I mean, even now we're seeing like even like for Republicans, like there's a lot of like younger Republicans who are running either, you know, on or off like a MAGA platform. But younger people are being more involved. And I think that we're going to get more progressives coming out of the woodwork to fight the moderate Democrats. And they're going to have a lot of fucking momentum. And I think we're going to get a lot of them into these city council seats and, you know, comptroller into fucking all of these like very small local elections and then what's going to happen for the next you know for the what 2024 election or whatever the fuck yeah i think that by that time there's going to be in uh, such a big rift in the democratic party between the progressives and the moderates in the same way that you're almost seeing the rift in the republican party between like the maga and the not maga people i think that what will happen is then we will start to see the siphoning off of either the pro- either the progressives will start moving over to like green or PSL or will for or like the people's party or whatever the fuck. Or if a bunch of these old ass, like Nancy Pelosi people fucking start dying off, you know what I mean? Then they're gonna be replaced. They'll get by replaced by Trump. younger people. And then you'll have Bernie Sanders as like the senior Democrat. And so what would have then happened is I think a lot of the, the, the moderates would jump ship. And then maybe that would be the only way to have the progressive party in America be the Democratic Party. As much as I don't want them to be the Democrat or the progressive party, the fact still stands that they are successful in this two-party system because they have so much money. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I think it's also I think what's really important is like to get really off of this PC stuff and start focusing on labor type of shit like i hope that's something and you're gonna find that with more progressive candidates running running in general but i you know my whole little spiel just now wasn't me saying that i have faith in the democratic party but i think that it would be more strategic for progressives in most areas to run as a democrat in order to have access to democratic funding you know what i mean yeah 100%. 100%. And as much, and you know, I would love it if we had more viable independent and third party candidates, but at least for this upcoming election cycle, it does make sense unless you have amazing levels of charisma and you're actually out in the streets, it will probably just be easier for you to run as a fucking progressive democrat. Yes, 100%. And I think we're going to see more of that. And it is kind of it is dangerous to split up into three parties when we don't have a parliamentary type of system. Because then you do run into like or fucking of, ranked choice. If we could get ranked choice, ranked choice would be bad. Oh my god! If we could get fucking ranked choice, like that honestly, would... that's the way to go with our, how our system is run. A lot of people think like, no, we need more parties. Like that is that actually makes it more dangerous to get more dangerous people in winning off of like with with how our uh, system is kind of set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All- I mean, I think that we we need a lot more parties. We should have we should have so many parties. I shouldn't be able to to, to count them all. I want there to be you know fucking two hundred parties, but with rank choice. choice. Yeah, obviously not in this current system. But like, if you had rank choice or like a parliamentary system, and then just like fucking seven dozen parties running at any given moment. Yeah, that would be so fucking tight because then we would actually have a political system. That yeah, I works. love the parliamentary system. Actually, I don't love it, but I think it's it works better than ours because it forces uh, people if they don't, you know, certain parties if they don't get to a certain number, they actually have to find another party to work with. 
in a, in a way and create like a create something that works, you know? Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I mean, there's so much reform that needs to be done. And I think that that's also something that a lot of people don't really talk about when they talk about like progressive issues or like, ref- you know what I mean? Like you hear people talking about how things need to change, but all they're saying is like, we need to vote this person in. We need to vote this person in. Not a lot of people really talk about like the, just like the systemic political issues that like have like reared their head recently. And just like the fact that we need to completely reconfigure how politics in this country work. And you can do that without even going that far left. Like, obviously I say this as a communist. I'm like, you know, we need to change things. And I don't mean to go fucking full Mao right now, but I'm saying like, if you still want to keep this whole like American capitalist, like facade going, you can do it way more effectively than what we're doing now. Like you can do all this, like we're just doing the worst option, the worst way. You can still do this terrible option in a more effective way to at least like, you know what I mean? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, it's definitely more notice. I feel like uh, a lot of things are coming to the forefront about how screwed up the system's going. Like we're just finding out more things about how things work because of like the internet, things like that are, are really starting to bring ahead the ways in which the actual system screwed up and that could be changed simply by just like rearranging a committee or like, you know, executive action or something like that. You oh, know? 100%. And I, and I, I really do think the first thing that we should really fight for as progressives or whatever in this country, as people who are left of center, a realistic goal. And I, I'm not a fan of incrementalism in like a utopian sense, but in like a practical sense, unfortunately that's like how things will get done in this country is you have to do it step by step. I I hate this like long arduous process that's ahead of us. I wish we could just have like, you know, the flash in the pan and then things change, but that's just not going to happen. We're going to have to do this incrementally. It's something I'm struggling with trying to, you know, deal with. But one of the things that we can really push for is ranked choice voting. That's something that yeah. is completely feasible for us to get even in the short, you I know, think they on even a small it out scale. recently in Maine. Well, that's what I'm saying is we already have like these isolated incidents of them experimenting with it. So it's, it's on the table somewhere and it's something that it wouldn't take a lot of convincing because it's not that radical of an idea. The problem is we have like manufactured consent media in this country and really like nobody pays attention to these small, cool things that, you know what I mean? Except for very locally. So, I mean, the only things that we know about are things that are just what the media decides is important. And it's all stuff that kind of makes it so like not a lot of change happens. Uh, so that we just kind of like, you know, ramble on and don't really ask questions about it. Well, you know exactly. what I mean? It's just like, but, And also like the idea of precedent is like such a huge part of American politics where like so much shit like just is tradition and not law, but then people view these traditions as law. Right. You know what I mean? Like there is nothing in the constitution that says that we can't switch to ranked choice voting, 
But There's as soon as that constitution that says we have to have nine justices, exactly. But as soon as these things start to get questioned, then people start saying, "Well, that's the way it's always been, and I don't want to change it because I don't want things to change." It's like, well, you know, legally we can do this. You know what I mean? It's like, it, and that's what's going to happen every time, and that's what has happened every time people want to change things, and it's just fucking infuriating. And you know, to sort of jump back to something before you continue with your list is that's another reason why I fucking hate the Supreme Court because they are a fucking, you know, portion of the government that we ha- has no democratic process attached to them at all. We have no say in these people who have such a large impact on our the way our country runs. And right. they get they to kind decide of like overtake all the other branches really. Well, no, they do. They have the final say of everything and we they are not accountable to us as citizens. We cannot However, they affect them at they all. Don't, right. But they don't make laws. That's their kind of like every each branch has like its own little thing, right? You have legislation that makes laws, and you have executive that kind of approves them, and then you have the Supreme Court who kind of has the final say if it gets there. That's all. No, so and I, under, know, I understand like a, that function, but it's still the fact that like they, they can at, strike down anything, and yeah, like, we don't have we don't yeah. have any say on the people who sit on the Supreme Court, and at the end of the day, can like you know veto or approve things that affect all of us at a we very personal, can. fundamental level. You know, I'm pretty sure that the legislature has a function to override a Supreme Court decision. I'm saying that you and I cannot vote out a fucking Supreme Court justice. Yes. Yeah, that's annoying. I cannot petition to get Amy Coney Barrett off the fucking Supreme Court. What should happen is that anytime there's a Supreme Court nomination, uh, the president can appoint them, but then they have to go into a ballot initiative. You know what I mean? Like, they have, we have to, like, vote on it. Sure. I mean, that would be better than what we have now. I don't think that's ideal, yeah. but that is better than what we have now. All right, so Nevada, Biden up by one, four, and six. So his so, lead is... Diminishing. Yeah. Michigan, Biden up by 9, 10, 8. Those are pretty high margins. That is surprising because, I mean, Michigan should be two different states, but yeah, that's that's another weird one where you have the urban center and you have the colleges, and then you have everyone else, and it's very much split, you know, within those respective areas as fiercely blue and fiercely red. It's got a lot of spotlight on it right now because there's a lot of, uh, you know, conservative protesters. Because yeah, there. dude. Because fucking Donald but Trump. A lot of just those guys l- probably come from out of state to to go there. You know, no. There's a lot of. I mean, I don't know where the people were from. Like in the what the gilded Wolverines or whatever they were called. What yeah. were they called? The fucking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever their fucking yeah. stupid name was, or whatever the Wolverine Warriors or the Golden Wolverines or whatever. Yeah. But I mean I, I really I really do think that um like with with Michigan that's a weird one because Trump spent so much time just like hate texting about You know what? Whitmer. I think it seems like a weird one, but when you look at like those people are actually conscious about like how they're getting treated and I think a lot of them like they voted for Remember, these are the people that voted for Obama. Then they transferred over to Trump because they needed someone to do something about manufacturing. And then as soon as Trump kind of like fucked them over by not doing anything about trade to really save them, they noticed that. And they were like, well, fuck you then, dude. And then Joe Biden has always been kind of a blue collar, known to be a blue collar guy. Um, 
they see they see him and they're like, let's give him a shot because we know him. And I, to be honest, Michigan does know Joe Biden. You know, they've always kind of liked him. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I'm 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 surprised that Joe is polling well in Michigan. I thought I I think that that one is going to go to Trump. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm not very surprised. Uh, North Carolina Biden up by three, four, and seven. So again, lead diminishing. But didn't Obama not even win North Carolina? I don't know. I'm pretty yeah, he sure lost that the second time. Like I'm pretty Wait, sure. Wait, you know that... who did win North Carolina though? Hillary. I think huh. she won. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, this one's okay. This one's a kind of like a hear me out one, right? So Texas, Trump up by four, Biden up by one, and data for progress had Biden up by one on October 26th. And the University of Texas had Biden up by three on October twenty fifth. Yeah, I I think that that's going to be a game day decision. I it's I going to be a toss up. I would be very very surprised if Texas becomes a. I mean, Texas is effectively a swing state now, mm-hmm. based on these polling numbers. I guess I would I don't be. Think you'll win Texas, I would but. be flabbergasted jaw on the floor if Biden won Texas and I think if that was to happen Texas would be one of the the states where the Republicans cry foul play and that might yes. I think that okay if you want to be realistic Trump will be like Texas are you fucking kidding exactly. me exactly wait that's not how Trump talks but yeah I I think that Texas might be the one to go to the Supreme Court if if we have this whole legitimacy of mail in whatever it, it mail in shit out of all the states, I think Texas would be probably like the one if it flipped to be like this cannot be right. Yeah, and honestly, I might agree. <laughs> this this cannot be correct, you know. But you know, there's probably a lot more Texas Democrats than people know about that people think. You know, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I will say that it looks like, from what I've seen from people you know who are smarter than us, that I guess like the whole Latino voting block is breaking up, so it's no longer just like Latino v- Latino people only vote for you know Democrats. Like, you- I think there's a shift in like uh, going from race and in immigration issues to more. Like a lot of a lot of uh, Latinos are Catholic, so um, they they're like pro life or whatever. So yeah. they kind of vote on that. But then, the, which is unfortunate. It is. It, it sucks. But also, that being said, I I also think that what from what I've seen, Texas is like one of the states that has like some of the most voter suppression, like attempts in terms of like what one ballot box per fucking county or one drop-off place per county stuff like you know they're they're trying to get through like i would be surprised if a democrat wins that not only because of like previous elections and general demographic issues but also just because that's one that i don't think the republicans would ever let go without like trying every way they can to lock that up for republicans right yeah no i agree like they will do everything to keep to keep Texas. Also, I think it's interesting to see that, you know, back in 2016, Biden's doing way better than Hillary ever had done. 
and you know it's probably a little bit of sexism right in there but it's also just i think biden is a substantially better candidate than hillary was i I, yes again not hard but i don't think that people do or can hate joe biden as much as they hated hillary clinton exactly so i think i think that on its own is something that could really pull you know pull in a, just an automatic biden win yeah you know? because, i mean because you don't have these two polarizing characters like you know we talk a lot about how biden and trump is you know the you know you got to pick the best of two evils but we literally had that campaign with hillary clinton versus donald trump like yes. Joe Biden is a terrible option and, and, and Trump is a terrible president and also a terrible option. But when you had a younger Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, that really was like the worst matchup I could ever imagine in terms of like both of these people are going to burn everything down, but in different ways. Yes, 100 percent. And so, you and, know, Biden's just kind of a fill in. He is. Biden is a placeholder and. You know, I really don't think we can ever... I can think of worse. Oh, I can think of worse also. But, like, I really don't think you can ever, 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 ever find any way to say that people hate Joe Biden nearly as much as they hated Hillary Clinton. Right. So, like, her, her campaign will be this outlier of lack of support, you know, for, for elections to come because she was remarkably unlikable. And I feel like, you know, Trump is having a really hard time finding an effective way to really, uh, paint Joe Biden as like the devil. Okay. Do you have any more, do you have any more state stuff to do? Because if we're going to talk about Joe Biden being the devil, I want to end it on the Hunter sex tape stuff. Okay. Um, we'll end it on a high, pun intended. I, uh, I am um, done the states, yeah. Okay. So, I agree. Trump cannot find a thing that sticks with his whole, like, fuck Biden narrative, right? The only thing they... And he ha- fucked himself over by attacking Hunter, because I think most of the country uh, kind of um, is empathetic to Hunter. Because they know someone with a pill addiction or something like that. You know? Also, now, baby, we all know people who like to fuck feet, and that's fucking Hunter, dude. Mm-hmm. Did, did you watch the fucking the tape? Did you watch the video? No. Dude, I, it I'm, is... I'm not about the fappening. It is awesome. It's awesome? It is Are him. Are you sure it's him? Yeah, dude, it's him. And he's laying down on a couch, and he's just smoking crack. And then there's just a foot just rubbing on his dick, and then he like breaks out some lube, and he like is it l- a big dick? He has a pretty nice sized dick, and then yeah. he like lubes up his dick, and then just like lubes up the foot, and then it just like goes back to fucking you know playing with his cock, and he's just like hitting the fucking crack pipe. He is having such a good time, and like In that, that video, yeah, dude, and like honestly, like you know, obviously drugs, me, we're friends, but like it's just such a weird video and like to try and trot out to be like, look at this terrible thing where it's like, dude, like I don't know that many people who saw that and were offended by anything more than the fact that you showed them pornography. You get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah. Like I well, can't. I didn't see it, but um, but I you... don't like feet, so I might be a little offended. Just yeah, but fun. you're not going to say that Joe Biden is an unfit president because his kid likes to have his nuts kicked. Hell no. Exactly. In fact, I think it's a more it's a it's it gives him cool points. Like that's cool. I mean, I really do. Th- it, it 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 humanizes the Biden family in a way that I don't think the Trumps or like Giuliani or whoever Steve Bannon, whoever's behind this leak really realizes you know because it really just shows like oh hey you know how your family has that like weird cousin or uncle who just is like a weird party guy the bidens have that too here's a video of him smoking crack and like having foot sex like that the best thing is that could be anybody's weird cousin if it pans over and the person whose feet it is is chelsea clinton oh god that would be that would rock so hard. Can you imagine like the Romeo and Juliet esque like tale that would be woven if you find out that like Hunter and Chelsea have been having this like affair the whole time, or if it's like Hunter and Ivanka, you know, it's it's or uh, Hunter and the and what? Who's the other Trump daughter? Tiffany. Uh, there's another one. Yeah. Oh, is that the uh, the one that nobody talks about because she's not attractive? I don't know why they don't talk about her. But, I think it's because um, she's not attractive. I'm serious. I think that's like what it is. Look, if if she's like, if if she is not hot enough to where people don't talk about her in the news, sorry, that's prime candidate for a girl to jerk off dudes while they smoke crack while using her feet mm-hmm. to do so. Just yeah. saying. If you're going to be ostracized by your family on that level, you're probably down to jerk some off, some, yeah. you know, dicks off with your feet. But... Right. No, I, I I thought that this video, like all jokes aside, I thought that this really backfired super hard on the Trump campaign because it really doesn't show anything, one, that we don't already know, and two, it doesn't show anything that really can hurt Biden politically because it's his fucking son. You know what I'm saying? Like they made yeah. such a big deal about this. Like they're never going to be able to get another Russiagate clinton's email situation like you just they're not going to have that and they tried it and it just failed and so they're doubling and tripling down on this shit literally all they have is the fail son being a fail son and we've known this for a decade Mm -hmm. we all know everything about hunter biden and again i don't think the to attack your opponent's family members in this way Look, makes you look so because like you're you, what you can't attack the actual opponent on things that you know what i mean like there's so many things to attack joe biden on they, i mean they should be focusing in on the crime bill you know well, there's so many things to, to focus in on his family also like you could actually go after like the political instincts or like you know the integrity of the biden family and have that stick but they're not because it would fuck over the people who are also implicated. So instead, they're going after the fail son for liking to party. But this isn't right. 1973, so it's not going to fucking work. Yeah, and it it it's it's it really is just amazing to me that that they're they're continuing to trot this video out as like the holy grail for how Biden isn't going to win the presidency when it it makes him look more relatable and you know it's it's funny because like uh you know during the 60 minutes interview by uh, trump says 
you know, you need to ask Biden the tough questions. He's in the middle of a scandal right now. And he's really not. What scandal? There's, that his fucking his his son likes girls with big feet instead of petite ex- feet? Like I don't Exactly. And you know, yeah, he's trying to make it he's trying to force a scandal on Joe on Joe Biden and, and his son. When you know, nobody you're not pulling you're not pulling one over on Imagine us, you know? how jealous Donald Jr. is right now. Because Hunter Biden has literally become a fucking sex icon on the internet with these videos and pictures like he has like pictures of him like measuring his dick like i'm pretty sure like homeboy is like packing with a capital p yeah i can't tell if it's jokes or not when they said that he had a nine inch dick but i've heard it by uh, so many people have said it that i think it might be true nine hard right that he has a nine hard Damn, dude. That's, That's what like I'm fucking saying. Double mine. Dude. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like but 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 seriously, like this shit is just making them look way cooler to pieces of shit like us. And we're like a considerable amount of voters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, people yeah. who weren't going to vote or who maybe would have voted, you know, like a joke write in like we don't even we'll talk on the patreon about how larry hogan wrote in fucking ronald reagan but like but like i know so many people who were just pieces of shit who weren't going to vote for president or who just like didn't give a shit and now they're just going to vote for biden because they think it's fucking awesome that his son has a huge dick and smokes crack and they want that in the white house yeah like and i you know i didn't vote for biden but like if I, if I still had my ballot, I would seriously be considering it only just to, oh no, only to redeem <laughs> Hunter Biden, just to show solidarity with a fellow addict who likes, mm-hmm. <laughs> who likes to fuck feet. <laughs> we need more foot guys in the white, the country would be such a good place if we just had more normal ass foot guys. Yep. We need foot I guy agree. representation. And that starts or with like- Hunter. I would. I just love the uh, to to know that maybe, just maybe, there's a crack pipe hidden somewhere within the White House. You know. Oh. Well, I guess there's probably been that already. I almost guarantee you that Bill Clinton, in the '90s, oh. smoked crack at the White House. I mean, the fucking mayor of D.C. back in the day was fucking smoking crack and banging whores. Like, mm-hmm. I, oh, dude, it's. I'm so excited. Imagine, okay, we we need to end it, but like, imagine how much fun fucking White House state dinners will now be if you have to have a Secret Service member whose entire job is babysitting Hunter Biden because he just got his 30-day chip and you can't let him anywhere near the punch bowl. (laughs) Like that, and like, and I am joking to an extent, but honestly, like, this apparently he's done very well. He's, he's oh, he's do, apparently he's doing great and like awesome for him. Like more Joseph side, more more power to him. But like that humanizes the Biden campaign in a way that I think will really put them sort of in line, like with the Kennedy situation, where you you saw the Kennedys, and a reason why people liked them was because they were this very public family. They were this very big family. Everyone quote knew they weren't perfect. But, you know, like you could look at the Kennedys and people found similarities to their own family because they were like this family of the time. Right. 
And I think that Biden is proving to sort of be this weird, like patriarch, like of the country with the fact that he has this fail son because he does so many things that are just super common amongst all of us to where like Joe Biden, you take away his money and his station. He could be any one of my friend's dads at this point where Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh yeah, my one son who like smokes crack and does weird. Like I found his fucking laptop and there's all these gross pictures on it. Whatever. It's just something I have to deal with. Yeah. But also, like I was saying earlier, I think that the, um, I think that Donald Jr. is seething with rage because he's not popular and, uh, and Hunter Biden is. And Hunter Biden doesn't even want to be fucking popular. I and say we have a, a, a dick off. We got to measure both their cocks. I've said it from the jump. The most interesting thing to happen during this election cycle would be fucking Hunter Biden and, and Don Jr. in a room together. Yeah, sword fighting. Dude, just can you imagine? I would take the under... By sword fighting, I mean dick on dick. I know what you mean. I just want to know what the over-under is on Hunter Biden punching Don Jr. And then also, like, I would definitely participate in, like, the countdown clock where you go by the second of, like, how long it takes Hunter to just punch Don Jr. in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Because he would. He would. Oh, um, he would take off his shirt, put his aviators on, and just deck him. It totally runs in his family, you know. I mean, you saw how Biden reacted to a fucking voter when he when the when the mm-hmm. voter was like, you know, going off about Bo or Hunter, one of them. He flipped out, man. Yeah, no, he flips out. All right. On that note, it's time. All right, let's end it. Um, I said this at the end of the last episode, and I'll say it at the end here. I guess we should be saying at the beginning, but we're only doing one regular episode a week now from now until the new year. Um, our schedules are really busy. The three of us, our schedules are really busy. That's why this one is a little longer. And for the foreseeable future, um, they will be, uh, one episode a week around an hour and a half or, you know, whatever. Um, if you like the show, please like, and subscribe. Um, we're not doing any advertising, so we're not giving out any money. So the only way we're really getting the word out is through word of mouth. And we have been getting more listeners, and that means that people have been, you know, sharing the show with their friends. And we really do appreciate it, and we hope that you continue to do so. Um, we have social media, you know, accounts and all that bullshit. So find us on there. We, we're pretty active on most of them. And then from the various accounts, you can find the, you know, the accounts, the personal accounts for myself, Jordan, and super producer Andrew. We welcome all the interactions and we, we do interact with people. Um, for five bucks a month, we have a Patreon where you get an additional episode every week as well as access to our Discord chat. You look like Am you want to say fans? something. Jordan, I cannot imagine... What you would want to see that? Okay, <laughs> uh, no, you could definitely be like a, a rent boy, but like, I would hope that your OnlyFans is just you laying on the ground, sticking your dick straight up in the air, and pissing all over yourself like you used to do as a child. <laughs> and that now that is a throwback. That is a throwback to an episode that will eventually be on the Patreon. Fuck yeah! Good the, job. Yeah, so if you want to hear the story of Jordan pissing all over himself, you can subscribe to our Patreon for more sick content like that. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Um, We will talk to you probably when there's a new president. You, The yeah. next time you hear our voices, there will be a president-elect, maybe. A president-elect, maybe, yeah. 
I, I, I don't think that we're going to have any conclusive uh, numbers well, until are we Friday. Gonna, am I, I going to hang out with you on election night? Probably. If we hang out, it's not going to be for long and we're not going to record. Okay. There's no way for that to work. I Just do it at your house. She's not going to let you in the house. It's not going to happen. I'm just saying it's not. Like it, That's not even like a, a thing. The that's pandemic's going to disappear on November 4th. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I've had that conversation. Well, there's apparently a surge in fucking Western Maryland right now. Damn. The hospital in Hagerstown's like full, and also it's it's growing Damn. in Baltimore very rapidly. Also, so like it's coming back. Right. It's coming back, right. and I'm afraid that the election's going to make it worse. So okay. we'll figure All something right. out. Bye, guys. Peace out. Thank you.